There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. After a serious car accident, people have two questions. Why me and what now? Well, no one knows why you, but I'm Terry Crouppen, and my law firm Brown & Crouppen sure can help with the what now. Car repairs, medical bills, lost wages, pain and suffering. We're Brown & Crouppen, and we've got all those answers. All you have to do is call. 222-2222. Advisements. Live from the Michelob Ultra Studios, KPN-TFM HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. This is TMA All Day. Rise and shine, St. Louis. It's the Ryan Kelly Morning After on KPN-TFM HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. At the Morning After STL on YouTube and on TMASTL.com. With Tim McKernan, Doug Vaughn, Iggy Strode, The Plowboy, and Action Jackson. Sabato 7 in St. Louis, you are listening to the Ryan Kelly Morning After. Timothy Michael McKernan, Douglas Elvin Vaughn, Kenneth Strode, the Plowhawk Action Jackson, KG and O-Town with you. I am in uh, Hilton Head Island, and the boys are in the Michelob Ultra Studios. We are in the Munganass St. Louis Acura Alton Toyota 7 o'clock hour, and you are welcome to be a friend of the feather by texting into the EDF group text inbox 314-881-TMA5, calling in 636-9004-TMA, or emailing in for our design air heating and cooling email the day the morning after at InsideSTL.com. Doug, so many things to Hold on, I'm not on the YouTube. Where it's are you? Glanced. Why not? Jackson, and I, Jackson we Come tested on, right before Jackson. the show. Jackson, we tested it right before the show. No, I don't I, that was actually on me. I'm so oh, used come to on, doing. Plowsy. I'm so used to doing camera one, two, three, four. I forgot about the air link. Now you are you are bright and sunny and uh, okay. on camera. Now. <laughs> who, who, who got taken out? Where's Iggy? Iggy's out. Oh, Iggy. He, uh, he could certainly take my camera for sure. His mic is also off. Get his mic on. Hello. Good. There you go. God. Nurse, I heard my nurse. I'm well, not on YouTube. I'm not on air. Oh. We well, can switch your mic was on. Well, how about now? Is he on? Yeah, everything's fine, Doug. Okay. <laughs> when is our next break? <laughs> When's our next day off? Yeah, it's been a minute since we've been here. <laughs> These boys are fired up. It literally feels yeah. like I haven't been here in a year. Hmm. They uh, they want it, and they want it badly. You are welcome to uh, give it to us, and give it to us real nice, like. Mm. Uh, and, uh, Doug, I, it's your choice. Because it's it's a Sadie Hawkins, it's uh, it's your hair transplants or the Cardinals, and really up until Jordan Jordan Hicks throw last night, it was a lock that it was your hair transplants. But uh, I guess I guess I'll enter the Cardinals as an option for the Sadie Hawkins. Yeah, oh that that's that was probably it because that that had to be the worst loss of the year. I guess every time they lose one bad, we go well. There's the worst loss of the year. The night before is 15 to two. We just saw the worst loss of the year. Nope. Wait till tomorrow night. They've given Dead up 20. When I saw saw Jordan Hicks, uh, or excuse me, Jordan Walker, two Jordans involved. Jordan Walker's home run, which was which was Albert Pujols, Brad Lidge esque as far yeah. as 
how hard it was hit and uh, the last out. I, I, I honestly, I was loving the idea of thinking that it would be the big turnaround, but not necessarily deep down really believing it. But what I did think is the one-run losses and how many the Marlins have as far as comeback wins and one-run wins and the Cardinals with blowing leads and one-run losses. And I thought to myself, if I had any money in my offshore account to wager, I would immediately be moving over to uh, said site and bet live betting the Marlins. Didn't expect, however, it to go down the way that it went down. That was uh, the 2006 Detroit Tigers. Here is Chip Carey's call of the Cardinals' stunning loss. Oh, time. sure. Hit the lever, Plowsy. Now his 1-2 pitch. Runners take off. Little tapper in front of the mound. The runners will advance. Double clutch, and he threw it away. Down the line. One run scores. Gurriel around third. He's going to score, and the Marlins walk off. Unbelievable. Sounds like the yeah. Marlins announcer. Well, he's a fantastic announcer. He just left. Yeah. The- his call at Jordan Walker's home run was outstanding. I don't yeah. know if we have... Uh, have that. That was a damn good call. Well, those throws, uh, like, those but, throws like the one Hicks made, they always tell you to make a firm throw. Don't lob it because you change your throwing motion completely. I'm not saying he throws at 100 miles an hour, but you you can't lob a throw or or you risk that very thing happening. And apparently, I, I never really saw it watching live, that the guy was a, took off from second with the pitch and was rounding third and that Hicks actually should have either come home with it to get the tying run or to go to second with it to keep the the go-ahead run out of scoring position. So, really, he made two wrong decisions than before he made the lob throw to first base. Well, the runners were going, so he had no shot at getting the guy second. Uh, I don't, it, probably, maybe not, yeah. Somebody's got to be yelling at him. I guess probably they were yelling at him. I think they were yelling at him to go home. Home, yeah, they were yelling at him to go home. But even if you throw it to first, you got to throw it. Right. You can't lob it. But, you know, he... That very throw is how uh, my career at St. Louis U High uh, ended. I don't know how many times I did that uh, as a baseball player. Now it was from second base, whereas yeah. for whatever reason, that easy play, I would either throw it into the dirt or I would throw it over the first baseman's head. And so that was like a that was like a PTSD moment when I saw Jordan Hicks do that. Yeah. And I go, oh God, I've seen that before. It's one of those things you have so much time, your mind starts running around, and you just overthrow it. And I, I'll be curious to see if slash when he gets that opportunity again, if that rears its ugly head, because it is a form of the yips, and it is a uh, mentally torturous thing. Yeah. I don't think it was a coincidence that the Detroit Tigers – had it happened, granted it was a variety of different players. Verlander might have done it twice in that series, but other than that, it, I believe it was just a bunch of different guys, and it gets into your head. And uh, and I agree, Iggy, with your observation that I, th- I don't think second base was an option, but I do think home plate was an option, and I think that may have played a role in the, in the mental distraction. Either way, taking a bigger picture view of the whole situation, uh, a loss like that, when it happens, how it happens, only reemphasizes the state of the ball club, which is at its uh, low point here. As we take a look at the standings on the 6th of July, 2023, something I can't imagine anybody saw coming, which is 16 games under 500, uh, third worst record in the National League, 
And because the Reds have gone on a heater and are approaching 10 games over 500, they're nine games over 500, and the Cardinals are 16 games back, they are 12 and a half back of first place. And at this point, considering you have basically a week off next week, four days off next week in between the White Sox series and the restart of what is called the second half following the All-Star break, uh, the math makes it really difficult for the Cardinals to imagine getting back into this thing, which then leads to the discussion that I think we're going to be having for much of the next 25 days, which is what steps do the Cardinals take and who uh, is safe and who is on the trade block. Yeah, I, I agree. If you hadn't cashed it in yet, and there were still some people thinking, you know, if you just win five or six in a row, you might be five or six out at the break, and you wouldn't give up on that. I, I think those thoughts are probably gone now. Tough, uh, tough to keep those thoughts. Just to look at the the state of the starting pitching rotation. How, how, how yeah. is this team going to go on a run? You got two yeah. pitchers who can't get through with the first inning. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just uh, – it, and a bullpen that's not very good. Inconsistent. Yeah. If you are uh, holding out hope, uh, they are plus 1,600 now to win the National League Central. So I fired a bet last week, Doug, at plus 850, feeling like that's as low as it would be. I was very wrong because it nearly doubled since I fired that bet. It is now plus 1,600. Uh, the Reds, by the way, despite being on the heater they're on, are still the underdog to win the National League Central. The Brewers are the favorite at minus 110. The Reds are plus 140. Cubs plus 1,000. Cardinals plus 1,600. And the Pirates are plus 2,000. Text coming in fast and furious. Uh, the Hunchback of On Castle says the Cardinals' 51st loss last season was on August 13th. Uh, from the 618, the only way something changes, if the Cardinals have their worst season in decades, only then will we see the changes this team needs. And uh, Scissor Me Timber says, the season's over, the players can start grabbing their tea times. That is uh, what Scissor Me Timbers has to say. Here is what Ali Marmol had to say following the loss. Hit the lever, Plowsy. The last play there where Hampson is running around third, is there something that, that catches Hicks' ear? That he's about to score. Do you think? Can you describe kind of what happened? Um, yeah, double pumped, and they would have kept going home, and there just wasn't an awareness on his part of that. So, combination of that and a bad throw is where you end up losing that game. Oh, does he have to just ignore the runner and didn't make a good throw? I mean, uh, no, you never ignore the runner. You're aware of your surroundings, and uh, that just wasn't the case tonight. That was a case where I mean. The, his teammates were yelling for him to go home. Yeah, everyone that, in the dugout as well. Yeah. 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 Just and that caused the pause. Probably couldn't hear it. Or I'm not exactly sure. I've yet to catch up with him. Can't wait for that conversation. <laughs> Fly on the wall. God, I felt yeah. horrible for Hicks, though. I did, too. You just see him walk off the field, realizing that he had blown it for the whole team. What a horrible feeling. Especially after Jordan Walker's home run. Yeah. Which was such a, like, that could have been like such a milestone moment for him where he you know, leads mm. comeback, hits a huge home run, a 445-footer, and then uh, it all is squandered with a errant throw. Yeah. I wonder when you have time after the game. I mean, he had time to go after Tyler O'Neill before the press conference, but he didn't talk to Wick Hicks. I don't know. They usually do those post-game press conferences about 10 minutes after the game is over. And I'm sure that Hicks probably would have just been preferred to have been left alone there for a minute or two. Yeah, nothing to say to him. I mean, yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, after the game, I mean, after the press conference, you probably said, "What were you, what were you doing there? We, did you hear go home? What was your, what was your thought process there? Just stuff doesn't happen next time, I guess." It's probably hard to hear guys in the dugout yelling, go home. Oh, yeah. Split second, you got the crowd. You got the ball in your hand. So rarely do you feel, especially as a bullpen pitcher, how often do you feel the ball? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Don't don't forget this loss will help later in the season. Hicks now knows not to overthrow the first baseman and lose the game. That's from Derek Does Dallas. Doug, remember when the losses would help? Yeah, that's the thought I had earlier. That (laughs) loss in particular will really help in September. (laughs) I gotta well, just assume you're loaded for bear. Uh, you've been relatively silent. Uh, what do you have? I well, I mean, it's just. I mean, I. This is kind of what I saw all year. Um, I don't really have a take because everybody kind of has already said a lot of great things about it. I mean, I would be trading Goldschmidt. I'd be taking calls for any players at this point in time. I'm hoping they realize now this is. Not a playoff team. They definitely need to be in somewhat rebuild mode. So I'd like to see some major trades. Um, but the team's terrible, dude. Like, Mosellock should lose his job, but he won't. Marmol should lose his Where's job, Where's my oven mitt? <laughs> I mean, they set a precedent by basically all they need to do is ticket sales at this point and then kind of, you know, field dress and, you know, dress <laughs> up their lineup however they want. Yeah, the, they're more giveaway in the last two years than there have been in 25 years, and I think that's pretty easy to see that, you know, they're allocating money from the players to the giveaways. Oh, for heaven's <laughs> sakes, they aren't so, sponsors paying for not a big giveaways. Fan, I'm not a big fan of that. You I don't do. like the giveaways? I'm not a big fan of this team, bro. Like, this is embarrassing. I actually love watching it because they are so bad. Could they? And you need to hit this stage for the team to maybe make a change. Are and you it, rooting I, now when you watch? Are you rooting for them to lose to make it worse and worse 100%. just to force change? million percent. I hate when the Cardinals win. <laughs> All the time or just it. this year? It gives it, it gives Mosellock, you know, an extra, you know, nod on the ascot. Oh, know, for heaven's sake. An extra espresso with the pinky up, you know, right before he, you know, does a little bathe in his indoor pool. I mean... Oh. He has an indoor pool, Doug? Probably. I don't know. He, he doesn't spend it. it on the roster. I mean, I hope oh. he has an indoor pool. I mean, Pl- he doesn't have a starting rotation. Plowick, do you think they could package some of the giveaways in a trade? Like Goldschmidt, like a Grateful Dead jersey? <laughs> oh, 100%. Yeah, you put that Wayno holding a banjo or a, Oh, yeah, you, you got yourself at least a top 10, top 15 prospect right there. Midfire with a pepper grinder? Oh, you can't, that's oh, untradeable. Yeah. I was watching the box scores I always do because I can't get Bailey's. Um, and I see oh, five nothing. That's another loss, and they come back and they lose yeah. the lead again. And when they took the lead nine to seven, I looked at the box score and I noticed that Walker had now had an RBI and a run. So I guess he hit the home run. And then I go and the check it again like ten minutes later, and I see the score. And all these, I was laying my couch. I went, ha! Oh, oh you I, did what? I had a big ha, and I'm like, right by myself. I was like, ha! It de- yeah. The box score, I'm with Iggy. I looked at the box score, and it didn't really explain how, the, you know, I'm looking for the game-winning RBI. I'm looking for something, and it doesn't really say no. the game-winning hit. So I actually went E1. back to uh, Yeah, and that, that's when I figured out the clip was out there. Well, I saw that uh, the highlights Great don't come up to like, to like an hour after the game. You don't get the last highlight. Um, but I noticed they had an error, and Walker had no earned runs. So I, went, well, I guess they scored two on an error. The throw, I, I'm watching I mean, it. Hicks, yeah. I'm watching it right now. That throw wasn't even close. No. Goldie couldn't even jump to like, grab it. He, Goldie didn't even attempt yeah, to jump. I mean, that thing was much. five, ten feet over yeah. his head. 
Well, as it stands right now, they'll have the fourth overall pick in next year's draft. We were talking about that. LSU or Vanderbilt must have somebody who can help this oh, ball LSU's club. got two players going to the top five. That's that's this year, though, right? Correct. Right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah you're right. So we got yeah, to right. wait another wait. year. Yeah. I got to be honest with you. I didn't even know Dakota Hudson was on this team. Well, well he was until point. this weekend, yeah. and then he came up. and. I mean, I didn't even know he was in AAA. Yeah, he's Where still around. Where do you around. think he was? I, I don't know. Still with Oakland? Wherever he was. Still with Oakland. Oakland. I thought they traded him. No. I really didn't know he was on this team. <laughs> they traded him well, to Oakland and got him, recalled him. Oakland I, is basically a triple A team. He I, couldn't make the Oakland squad. I thought <laughs> they traded him. I don't know. He's still on the team. <laughs> what makes it better is the Mosellock, two separate times he's been interviewed the last month and a half, I think, and like instead of owning up to anything, which is th- that's the last thing he does. He will never say he had a bad signing or they're having a bad year. It just uh, he doesn't do that. But he, he he does say the fans need to be patient a lot. He shoves that down though our throats every single month. Where did he say that? The, the last did he the do last an interview. No, no, not recently. I've said in the last month or two, he has said twice that you know patience is key. We need to be you know just be patient. I think that is just insane to talk about when there are clear holes in the team. And this is obviously before now has all unraveled and fallen apart. But I, I don't know. He's just condescending. And I think he deserves this type of season. <laughs> I'm not, I, I need, on, uh, yeah. on the Cardinals, please send them in. 314-881-TMA5, EDF group text inbox. Uh, how about this situation? Storms in the St. Louis area. And uh, some people still without power. And it's been, what, four or five days uh, for a number of people in the St. Louis area. Uh, and this can affect uh, residences along with businesses. EDF Group's bread and butter uh, is and are UPS systems, which is uninterruptible power supply that keeps critical IT and data center power from ever seeing an outage. Uh, their specialty was keeping it up in the dark, Doug, keeping it up in the dark. That's the power. You know, uh, Caller Buzz mm-hmm. likes to go fishing mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. in the dark. EDF group likes to keep it up in the dark. Uh, and that's the EDF group, sponsor of our text inbox and uh, loyal sponsor of TMA. Check out their newly revamped website, theedfgroup.com. If you are dealing with power issues or concerned that uh, you don't want to go through that once again with your power going out and your data at risk, your network at risk, go to the edfgroup.com and take a look at each of the three divisions they have to offer. The most experienced data center and critical facility service provider in the St. Louis market is it's the EDF Group, sponsor of our 7 o'clock hour. And we have a new sponsor here oh. on TMA, and it is a great sponsor. This is the uh, sponsor I was telling you guys about uh, last month that I was visiting when I had to delay my Michelob Ultra J. Randolph Jr. Fan Page Club Championship match. Uh, and that's because I was visiting this incredible facility, and that is the Illinois Recovery Center, the new premier inpatient substance abuse facility in Swansea, Illinois. When it comes to the disease of addiction, getting help should not be as difficult as it currently is. The Illinois Recovery Center's mission is to be the receiving hand in the community when someone seeks help. The IRC delivers a comprehensive system of care that welcomes both the individual struggling 
and family alike. If you or someone you know wants to learn about the Illinois Recovery Center, please call 888-472-9559 or email info at IllinoisRecoveryCenter.com. That's IllinoisRecoveryCenter.com. And once again, the phone number is 888-472-9559 or check out IllinoisRecoveryCenter.com. We welcome them aboard uh, and have gotten to know uh, some of the people involved with that. I had no idea. We talked about this a little bit on the show, uh, the lack of help centers for people in the Midwest. In particular, some areas of the country have a plethora. St. Louis and the metropolitan area does not. So if you or someone you know, someone you love, is dealing with addiction, check out the Illinois Recovery Center uh, at 888-472-9559 or email info at IllinoisRecoveryCenter.com and check out the website IllinoisRecoveryCenter.com. Doug, our title sponsor of the program's name is Ryan Kelly, and he's online at TheHomeLoanExpert.com. TheHomeLoanExpert.com, Jack. That's where he is, and he'd like to help you buy a house if you are in that market. If you're thinking of buying a home this year, the process not as complicated as you think with the Home Loan Expert. They make the pre-approval process so very easy. So get pre-approved today, the very day you call in, and they'll also provide a lower rate with a 10-day closing guarantee. That's pretty sweet. You know, lenders around the area, they have different rates. You need to rate shop. The Home Loan Expert's rates cannot be touched, and certainly his service is beyond reproach. I refinanced twice through Ryan Kelly. I know all about him and his staff, and I'm telling you, they are the best. Also, he loves to take care of the veterans. He's got that hero loan for the veterans where they can buy a house with zero money down using their VA benefits. The website for that is theheroloan.com. And as always, if you're looking to refinance, get a little cash out, pay off those credit card rates, Ryan Kelly and his staff do that better than anyone. The website again, thehomeloanexpert.com. Thank you, Ryan Kelly. Thank you, sir. Mortgage. There it is. It is the Michelob Ultra Studios, uh, one of the studios in South Carolina, uh, the other studio in Creve Corps, Missouri. And Michelob Ultra is the sponsor of both studios, no matter what state we're in. 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbohydrates. It's Michelob Ultra, sponsor of the Fan Page Club Championship, heretofore known as the J. Randolph Jr. Fan Page Club Championship. Doug, do you have the final four at your disposal? The final four? Of the, of the J. Randolph Jr. That's fan That's a Shishawali event. I don't have, no, I haven't looked. I haven't seen. How many in the final four did you have in your office pool? You had I don't have an office right? pool. And the only one you didn't get was, you thought Jackson would be in there, but then he lost to Tim Rendleman. <laughs> I have picked Gee. Than... I have picked Gee to win the whole thing. <laughs> He's in there. Is he in there? He makes He's the in the final four, so you're, you're looking good. Oh, okay. He won his last match. I don't know if that's the final eight or four. Well, who else is in it? I don't. Get He's that. in the final four. Who's monitoring sure. it? I don't get the brackets. Uh, uh, Sean Barnes. Uh, Sean Barnes, head professional, Gateway National. I was texting with the Pope, uh, who was going to play with me on Friday when Jackson backed out because of quote unquote affordability issues. Oh, gee, uh, but but Doug, don't worry, he decided to play and once again was profitable. I think Jackson's setting up a side industry, uh, <laughs> which is playing golf with me. Uh, except Stephen Wildwood got the money, right? Uh, 75% of it, yeah. 75% of the winnings. Jackson was free rolling. Yeah, really um, freed me but up. I, but uh, I believe Todd Callahan played on Friday and he played against Godier. Doug, do you say Godier or Gauthier? I, I'd say Godier if I ever said it at all. No, he's not a golfer. <laughs> he is a golfer. 
Is he okay? I not know that. <laughs> Who are we talking about? The I guy, don't know. The guy I used to do a show with, Ron Godier. He played golf. And he's in the Fan Page Club Championship. I haven't seen him in like right? eight years. Is he back playing? I don't know. <laughs> well, if he is, he's playing Todd Callahan. <laughs> I know the Pope uh, was playing Kevin Roth. And I can't recall what the other match was. Uh, the, I'd love to have the bracket, but we didn't bring it down here. We should have. That's In hindsight, yeah. that was a mistake. It should be out here. We'll, we'll, take, a picture. we'll take a picture and send it to you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, I know Gee. I know Gee. Uh, well, no, Sean sent me the uh, updated bracket. And, uh, Doug, the Elite Eight uh, is as fine. I know Gee won. I know he is in the Final Four, and that's exciting. This is fun because he might win $2,500. He'll win the whole thing. And I don't know if Gee's going to chop it up. Uh, Kevin Roth was playing the Pope. I don't know if they've played. Gee won his match. Danny Gerskowski-Skak was playing Uh, Dogtown Tie. It was a rose off the time. Gerskowski-Skak? That's correct. That's exactly how you pronounce it. Against Dogtown Ty, and then Ron Godier against Todd Callahan. There is your, uh, those are your matches. Right. And Doug, you went out there and watched the Godier and Callahan match, and what stood out to you about Callahan? I didn't watch nothing. What was he wearing? I don't know what he wore. I, I, I'm not interested in it. I'm not watching it. It is a Shishuali event in its very nature. I didn't watch it, nor did anyone else. There was no gallery. There was no crowd. There never is, is there? This is disappointing. Yeah. Wow, the Cardinals are about to get a huge player with the number four overall pick. I'm looking at the 2024 mock draft, Doug, so we're looking good. You're hijacking this conversation. No, no, no. Well, Okay, let's hear it. Who are they going to get? No, no, no. I'm just saying. I'm just letting you know. Sorry, I kind of got lost in these mock drafts. Yeah. We're going to get a player. Who? (laughs) Clip that off. Who are we going to get? Apparently a great two-way player. Two-way? Tony? Two-way player, Tony? Jack from Florida. Apparently he's a pitcher and a... A big hitter, a yeah. I saw him in the College World Series. Yeah, he's a big hitter. That's yeah. who we're going to get next year. <laughs> going to build around. Pro- we're Great. probably going to get an injury-riddled starter who's 24. Oh. Probably in a fifth year of college. <laughs> You're not high on the ball club. I love this ball Let club. me ask. I, I My favorite version. I probably could have looked this up, and I said I'm not going to. <laughs> This, that's um, my favorite segment. That's my favorite segment. <laughs> this changes of topics we are, are giving me whiplash. No, it's 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 baseball related, Cardinal related. Wasn't uh, wasn't Schumacher on the team? Wasn't he a bench coach when they hired Mormal? Wasn't he still here? Yeah. Okay. Just want to make sure. Now, what's the hidden message in that little <laughs> remark? Well, he was available to be a manager, but they went with Marmol, and now he's got the Marlins about 15 games over 500. Hell. And if you look on paper, I think most people would say the Cardinals on paper have a better roster than the Marlins. You would have thought uh, before pitching the season. staff-wise, I, I don't yeah. know about that. No, pitching I mean, staff, pitching, pitching staff, staff sucks. You have, you have a Cy Young winner and a number of damn good pitchers. I realize they're not household names, but uh, Lizardo, Garrett, uh, Perez, Alcantara. They bring in I mean, some relievers that just throw heat. They yeah. got some great relievers, big lefties that just really throw smoke. Compared to the Cardinal bullpen, who do you trust in the Cardinal bullpen right now? If you had a one-run lead, who in the hell would you bring in? Burleson. 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 I don't know. Burleson. <laughs> we got to save all of our young arms, though. Statistically, they have the, the Marlins. By the way, have the second best record in the National League. Yeah, and nine thousand fans. 
and eight games out of first place to show you just how dominant the Braves are at 30 games over 500. The Braves now have a better winning percentage than the Rays, despite the Rays starting the season the way that they did. Uh, and the Rays have lost four in a row. Meanwhile, the Marlins are 51 and 37, Braves 58 and 28. And the Reds, you know, the National League Central was a uh, punchline, and justifiably so, but the Reds are approaching 10 games over 500. And uh, the Cardinals are now at 16 games under 500. Doug, yeah. over, under on wins this year, 75 and a half. Where are you going? Oh, I'd say below that now. Yeah. I'd say below because I think they will begin to dismantle the team and probably possibly be worse in the second half than they were in the first. I was thinking of that Braves team. They've, they've, they've probably got six or seven guys who are top 20 players in the National League. I mean, they are loaded. Some of the talent that the Braves have. Is it going to have 40, 50 stolen bases already? Something like that, yeah. Austin Riley's great. Sean Murphy's great. How's he? Albies having a big year. Spencer Strider's a top-notch pitcher. Strider's they, nasty. Just got a loaded roster. Cardinals, not so much. When you've got the worst pitching in the league, you could have an all-star. You could have the National League all-stars in your starting lineup, and you wouldn't win a division with the worst pitching in the league. You just can't give up the kind of the runs that they give up is just astonishing. Now. The yeah. Libertor game. Why do you hate one third of an inning start? Yeah, I was about to say Libertor got out. <laughs> I'd like a little more length than that. I, when I watch <laughs> him pitch, it looks like he doesn't have a clue where the ball is going. He was putting him right down the middle last night. Yeah, just right down the middle. And there was a picture. Uh, Randy Rosarina, meanwhile, is th- thriving in uh, Tampa. Doug, in case you're yeah. wondering. So Starting outfielder. It's unfortunate that he was able to get a signal from the Braves clubhouse <laughs> uh, yeah. b- because uh, that Instagram, uh, with from my standpoint, was the reason for that one. Now, it wasn't the uh, the only uh, move that you look at over the last decade and go, what was that about? But uh, that one specifically stands out because this was the year that Libertor, considering the lack of depth of the Cardinal pitching staff, needed to and was supposed to have some form of an arrival, and I realize he was pitching on short rest, but still, he has not been effective in the vast majority of his appearances this year. Yeah, another guy the Cardinals didn't want, Adolis Garcia, is leading the major leagues and runs batted in. I'm telling you, I I told you this about Libertor, like, his ranking just went down each month that he'd been on the Cardinal roster. We got him, and he was the 13th best prospect in baseball, and now I don't believe he's going to be a top 100 prospect. Like, that, it just... Our development, everything is wrong with this organization. Oh, no. Is it the ascots you don't like? Oh, dude, I'm telling you, when you have a GM that dresses like that or a president of baseball dresses like that, you are the laughing stock. Oh. <laughs> you can't find the mark at the table. You are one. So I'm sorry. but. And I sent it to Plowsy, but I saw it going around yesterday just reminding people when Mozalek was asked in the offseason – your chance of going after a starting pitcher is response was, we have six starting pitchers. Yeah, they're the condescending little attitude that people hate <laughs> oh, and that I cannot stand. He's run its it just run its course, Doug. You can't say he's been horrible. But no, it, you it, could he, not say he that. Cannot at all. I agree, but it's run its course. You're uh, this little experiment that they're doing of signing terrible players to really high contract is not working. <laughs> think that was an experiment? <laughs> That's an experiment. I mean, our our, our $11 million a year reliever just gave up two and like, what, two innings? Or one and a third or whatever he pitched last mm-hmm. night. It just, 
They they don't like to go after the big fish, so they overpay for the minnows, and they just get their asses kicked. I mean, like Stephen Matz. Insane. And I'm sure they would. We didn't want Zach Wheeler's. We went after Stephen Matz. Max Scherzer was basically begging to be on the Cardinals. Doesn't get signed here. Wins on three Cy Youngs. We trade every valuable piece of property we have here. Only thing we have successful in Ballpark Village. They would, they would tell Loser you, fest. look how much money the Mets spent. $600 million in the offseason. <laughs> they want, don't have me back for another comedy tour. I will take it. Oh. Now, Tim, what do you think? In, you know, under Mosaic, I mean, they've had success. And I can't remember the last time this team had a rebuilding year. What do they do in toward the trade deadline in offseason? Do they just start trading big pieces and get... Prospects because that would be a rebuild, and this team is not rebuild the last time I remember. Or just unless make... Arenado would okay a trade, which I'm not sure he would, I would imagine that they would not trade Arenado unless he is unhappy and wants to go. Uh, but even then, he is a value, which just shows how him not opting out was so incredibly surprising, valuable. I would have to think it bothers him what they did this offseason or what they didn't do this offseason because, again, everybody was talking about the Cardinals starting rotation going into the season. This is not results-oriented. Uh, that that was a topic of conversation, and the Cardinals' answer was Jack Flaherty, which was just so surprising to me, but whatever. That's what it was. Um, Goldschmidt, I don't know on him because I think he's very comfortable in St. Louis. I don't know if he would enjoy going to take your pick of the coasts and, you know, some of the crap that can come along with that. But at the same time, he's going to be 36 in September. He's up after next year. And he's not won a world championship. I don't know where he is on that. He would have to okay it. And after that, I don't think, Minus Jordan Walker, um, I don't know if there's anybody else, I suppose Mason Wynn, who in the organization is 100% untradeable. How do you see it, Doug? Yeah, I, I think they would they would listen to offers for just about anybody at this point. I, I would think I would think they have to certainly the guys that are that are up at the end of this year which is, includes Montgomery and Flaherty and Hicks. I mean, you would think that you could get uh, decent players for all three of those guys. Mm-hmm. Somebody that's either uh, just now on the scene in the major leagues or a, a really top-notch prospect, you would think, and you're going to lose them anyway. So I would think that all three of those guys would probably be dealt. I mean, if you're looking at getting a starting pitcher in free agency, this is the offseason to do it if you haven't seen the free agent starting pitchers out there. And I'm curious about how much money they're willing to divvy out to one or two of these guys, if any. Because, you have again, we talk about Steven Mads and Miles Michael being the only guys under contract next year. That's eye-opening. So you can't just build it. What don't you like about Mads? I just, I just am curious, Tim. I don't know if you are, if they're going after a big namer, if they're gonna throw a two hundred thirty million dollar contract to a pitcher or two pitchers. If they well, the don't, I don't know what they're gonna, is, gonna do. You, ha- you, you know, the, the the free agent is unlike a, a a player who's in a position where he can get traded. The free agent has to want to come here, and 
you know, Wilson Contreras is the biggest free agent signing the organization has made for a player who had not played in St. Louis. In other words, Matt Holiday, bigger deal, but he had spent half the season with St. Louis in 2009 after getting traded to the Cardinals from the A's. Contreras is the biggest outside the organization deal. Uh, Dexter Fowler was, relatively speaking, comparable. And, you know, to date, I think if the Cardinals could give those back, I think they would do so immediately. And I recognize Contreras has hit well and ran down the, the line very quickly last night to open up the door for Walker. Uh, but overall, that is a potential albatross that the Cardinals have on their books. So with that said, if you want to take a look at the uh, the free agent class of starting pitchers, uh, Doug Scherzer, Otani, Stroman, Morton, Kershaw, uh, let's see, Lynn, Eduardo Rodriguez, Julio Urias, uh, Kyle Hendricks, Syndergaard, Manaya, uh, Andrew Haney, Alex Wood, Zach Granke, Mike Clevenger, Carlos Carrasco, Aaron Nola, Giolito, Gray, Snell, Luis Severino, Alex Cobb, Kyle Gibson, Jordan Montgomery, James Paxton. Uh, am I missing any of note? That's some big names. Seth Lugo. Waka, Flaherty, Miley, Velasquez, Maeda, uh, Wayne Wren. How in the hole is Cole Hamill still listed? I saw that. <laughs> I also <laughs> saw that at 40 years old. In God's name. I thought he had a mansion down uh, there around Branson somewhere <laughs> that he was living in. Well, I guess he is interested in getting back in the game. Uh, so if the Hamels could be a low-hanging that's fruit. That's perfect for our uh, – that, that's absolutely a Cole Hamill. Three-year deal. Well, there are some of the biggest names in, in pitching out there, but Aaron Nola, I'm for not going to sure. sign those guys. Some of those guys like Kershaw and Scherzer, and those guys are out of the picture. You well, know, Aaron Nola is probably a $200 million pitcher, but still yeah. well worth it. But we won't do that. We'll take $200 million, chop it up to eight pitchers. I don't, I don't and, know that they're going to be in a position to spend all that money on one pitcher when you need three or four. Well, Matthew Libertor not working out, like Tim said, is a bummer. If that's a guy you wanted a pencil in at number three slot next year, so yeah, yeah we only need to fill two spots potentially. Now is he going to be? A, I mean, he made it by process of elimination yeah. at this point. I I could see them taking their chances on young guys that they might acquire here over the next month, rather than pay some of these mid thirties guys twenty five million a year and hope that they still have it. I. That doesn't seem to be in the cards, I wouldn't think. I don't know. I think you could trade for Luca Giolito, see what he has half the year or quarter of the year or whatever, then you potentially go and sign him. That's what they like to do. Guys are That kind of thing wouldn't year. surprise me. But yeah. but to sign one of the, the very premier guys late in their career to huge contracts, that's got that's got yeah. disaster written all over it. What about Tani? Well, Newport will get that done for us. There's no way Otani comes anywhere but the West Coast, right? Like, there's no way. LA, San Francisco, Seattle, right? Why would he want to come here? Why would the best player, maybe in the history of the game, want to come to a last place team in the middle of the country? Fans. We're the Angels of the NL. Maybe he'd come for nothing. I forgot that. They don't play for the money here. Oh, can you imagine the fan getting $600 million distributed from Otani? If you were him, well, there, there's the there's, there's the future conversation, and he's just he's not coming here. I mean, that's we can. You know, I mean, I don't think anybody seriously thinks that. I would imagine he will be with the Dodgers 
the Angels have been kind of lurking around, but now uh, Mike Trout is out for, what, six to eight weeks? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Otani had to leave his start because of a blister a couple nights ago. And, uh, and so the Angels' chances of, uh, as Trout said, he did an interview last week, I think with Ken Rosenthal, but it might have been a different podcast, uh, said the best way for us to keep him is to get into the playoffs. And that is going to be awfully difficult considering the Rangers' record and now the Angels' health situation. But uh, with that all said, I would imagine he will be a Los Angeles Dodger. I don't even think the Cardinals will attempt to make that happen. And keep in mind, I you know this is straight theory, but I still think the Cardinals entered this offseason thinking one thing, and then because of some set of circumstances, the Bailey's thing could be one. I don't know what the other could be. Uh, outside of just not being prepared for the market to go the direction that it did. Uh, either way, if those circumstances still exist and play a role in their financials, they might not be in a position to do that. And maybe they welcome the opportunity to unload some of these deals off of their books here over the next 25 days. Um, and that's a, that's, a, that's a story that I'm monitoring because how you enter the 2023 season with this rotation is beyond me uh and that jack flaherty was pointed to as the solution the high ceiling guy high ceiling four years ago but high ceiling guy this year so you know ali marmol last night i thought he handled the post-game press conference as well as you could considering how brutal that was but there was an undercurrent there of frustration with his uh roster construction he kept saying we need to figure the pitching out quickly quickly i think deep down he knows that it's probably past the point of no return but you know if you're winning nine or if you're scoring nine runs or ten runs uh, in a major league game you should win that game but if you're starting games and you are uh, in a hole like the cardinals have been the last few nights you have the wainwright debacle you have last night with libertor going through a third of an inning then they go to hudson then they go to steven matz i mean that's just awful but guess what three of those guys were six of the pitchers that we were talking about at the beginning of the season as being in the cardinal rotation so that's that wasn't that wasn't break glass for emergency. That was what we were told was going to be part of the rotation, along with Michaelis Montgomery, uh, and and Wainwright. So they just didn't do anything this off season to tend to the starting rotation. And I, for the life of me, I don't understand it. But here it is, and it's a brutal thing for a fan base when the fan base saw the problem coming, and that's exactly what plays a key role in a season that we really haven't seen like this, certainly in Bill DeWitt's tenure, and the only other one that would be comparable would be 1990 when they finished in last place. Um, And that season, Doug, if you remember it, you were covering the team. Then Whitey Mm -hmm. Herzog resigned in the middle of the year. There was some – that was uh, the the summer after August Bush had passed away. I think the brewery was beginning to uh, prioritize the Cardinals less and less. And Whitey Herzog resigned. They finished 70 and 92 that season. Right. Uh, it was Whitey Herzog, Red Shane Deans, and Joe Torrey who managed the team that year. What a mistake that was for the brewery to give up on baseball right before the value of these franchises began to skyrocket. Yeah. I mean, they they sold it for like 150 million, and that included a couple of parking garages that the yes. Dewitts turned. A franchise that's now worth, what, $2 billion? That was not the greatest business decision that AB has made, right there with Bud Light, I guess. I I bet they wish they had a do-over on that. But if ever the situation was right for the Cardinals just to do a total makeover, and we've not had this conversation in 30 years, 
the time is right now, especially with the questionable TV deal, not knowing how much money you got coming in, a team full of guys who are just not working at all, a bunch of free agents to be, a couple superstars, probably on the back end of their most productive years. I this is the, if you're ever going to break it up completely and start over, it's not like the franchise likes to do that or has had to do that at all. But I think now would be the time. And honestly, like, how depressing is it that they may not be able to build up the roster because of a TV deal that they made? The fans had no say in, you know, the Bailey deal, and so they wanted to line their pockets. Turned out to be a faux little business model that's now bankrupt, and now the fans But that wasn't just suffer. the Cardinals. That, was, that wasn't just the Cardinals. That was the TV. Company. No, they suckered a lot. Yeah, I, I'm just saying, like... We're going to have to suffer through these types of seasons because they made the deal for Bailey. Nobody else told them to sign it. Yeah. They signed it. But, right. I mean, b- b- multiple organizations are in deals. Correct. Like the Bailey's deal. That wasn't a Cardinals thing. No, no, no. I'm just... I don't understand what Marmel means when he says... Okay. We need to... Marmel. <laughs> when we, uh... Vermeil. When we, uh... We have to figure out this pitching staff. What is it to figure out? I mean, you're looking at it. I think we've got it figured out. It's not very good. In fact, it's horrible. It's the worst pitching staff in the National League. Statistically, it is. How oh, many guys bad. can they move into the bullpen? <laughs> you know, like... I, I don't know, but you can, it's not possible to be a serious contender without good pitching. It just is not possible. So if you rebuild nothing but just went out and got five or six of the, of the best young arms you could find, that might make you an instant contender, even if you had to sacrifice some of the bats, because you cannot do it without pitching. The issue is the same group of people who played a role in this roster construction are, at the moment, still in place for the next roster construction. So what the fan base, and in particular, the person who matters, uh, the owner, the chairman, has to decide is do you want and do you trust John Mazelak and anybody else on the staff who you may be questioning uh, to handle the reconstruction of this roster because they're the ones who got you in this spot in the first place. And that is a big question from my standpoint as well. You might be comfortable selling assets, which I am. I love the idea of doing it. I think the fact that they weren't able to or didn't do it in 16, 17, and 18 has come home to roost in 2023. And you can make a case, in a sense, 2021 before the win streak. Uh, And if it weren't for what really was a mathematical phenomenon in Albert Pujols' second half last year, uh, how good was that team? going to be keep in mind they uh they didn't trade for offense which wound up dooming them in the postseason they traded for pitching with Quintana and Montgomery and they happened to get Albert Pujols miracle second half being the best bat by the time they got to that brief series with the Phillies but this is the same group of people that's going to construct your rebuild and do you trust them to do it and also when the Cardinals fired Mike Matheny five years ago almost five years ago to the day we're approaching that anniversary Bill DeWitt's, uh, Bill DeWitt talked about the standard for the organization and said that this is not an organization that settles. So, all right, you know, this this is beyond settling. This is as bad as it's been in his tenure. And so what action is he willing to take over the next 25 days and then in particular this offseason? Your thoughts are welcome. 314-881-TMA5. That is how you can text into the program. You're welcome to call into the program. 636-900-4TMA. And of course, 
email in for our Design Air heating and cooling email today. Design Air is online at designairservice.com. When it is hotter than the fires of hell, you need Design Air heating and cooling to come out and save the day. I have had so many people over the years send me an email or send me a DM telling me about their experiences with Seth Goldcamp and his staff, and they truly come out and take care of business quick, fast, in a hurry. And in a St. Louis summer, that is absolutely necessary. They did it with my in-laws just last week. So grateful for the kindness and customer service of our email sponsor, the official HVAC provider of TMA and the Tim McKernan Show podcast. It's Design Air Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com. Uh, Iggy uh, Munganast is the sponsor of our 7 o'clock hour online at stlouisacura.com and altontoyota.com, the official HVAC, or excuse me, automotive provider of uh, TMA and the Tim McKernan Show podcast, presenting sponsor of Balloon Party. And you are going to be out there this Saturday. Let the audience know what the good word is. This Saturday I will be at uh, St. Louis Acura, uh, Munganast St. Louis Acura right there on Manchester Road. Uh, I'll be there from 10 to 3 is when I'm scheduled to be there. I could be there until 4, 5, 6. I may, you got a couple of sales I may right close the place the down yeah. if i got enough people out there want to say hello and buy some cars. Um, so come on out. Not only are you going to support one of our great sponsors, but $200 for every car sold will go to the Megan Meyer Foundation. So you're going to help a great charity, Boom. too. And you can probably get an autograph picture of me. I, I don't, I don't They're think, not going to want that. I don't think I'll turn anybody down, but... You never know. Distinct possibility that you could. You never know. I mean, just, eh, I don't there could be too many requests for you to get to. I don't them. want to give you one. Get in the back of the line. You don't butt up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, come on out and uh, look. The Acuras are just gorgeous cars. So you may be oh, thinking, yeah. eh, I think I might want a new car. I don't know. Just come out and look at it. Because when you see them and you talk to the sales staff, you'll buy one. So come on out yeah. uh, Saturday, ten to three, Munganas St. Louis Acura. Come on out and. Buy a car and get a picture. They got great used cars out there too. Great they do, selection. and their used cars aren't like hoopties. They don't sell hoopties. No, no. their used cars are like twenty twos. Oh yeah, fantastic. Twenty ones, twenty twos. So come on out. Uh, great selection of cars. Great salespeople. Great staff. Great everything at Munganess. Uh, come out and see. Clayton will be there. Do you think some Peter of the other salesmen are concerned that you might outsell them on Saturday? No, they don't. Uh, I'll give them the commission. I don't no. want any commission. So if I sell a car... station makes money, Doug. Yeah. If I sell a car, all the salespeople put your name in a hat. And then I'll pick one out. Oh, Peter. Peter Munganesk. You get the commission. I'm sure that that system is definitely what they're looking for. You're going to tell Peter Munganesk how the commissions are doled out at Munganesk (laughs) Acura? Is that how this works? Well, I'm going to tell him I don't want the commission. If I sell a car, I don't want the commission. You guys figure it out yourselves. I didn't think that they were going to write you a commission, Jack. (laughs) No. Iggy sold another one. That's... Maybe you'll sell so many that you'll want out of the radio business and become a car salesman. I could, I'm not a salesman. It's easy to sell Acuras, but I'm not a salesman. Why not? I'm just somebody says, I said, hey, I got a good deal for you. You know, I can get you six weeks. I'm not interested. Okay, bye. I'll walk away. I don't know how to sell. Nice. Huh. So well, well, they're looking forward uh, to that. I know how to sell yeah, Acuras, it's, it's though. It's this, this Saturday. At I said Acuras I can Acura. sell. Other you have stuff to give I them a lot sell. of hope that you're going to move a lot of vehicles this Saturday. I just said Acuras I can sell because they sell themselves. They're such great cars. They actually do sell Like if I was working at a radio station as a salesperson, I couldn't do it. No, but at a, at a car dealership, people come to you. You know they're already interested. You don't have to just knock on a cold call somebody and say, hey, you want to buy a car? That, they're interested just to come to you. Well, if I was going to get a job as a salesperson, it would be a, it would be a mug and ass. Yeah. Always be closing. Mm-hmm. Coffee is for uh, closers. Put it down. 
uh, you are welcome to uh, give your thoughts. Email in Design Air Heating and Cooling email of the day that comes your way at 945. Uh, Munganas presents Balloon Party. And if I am not mistaken, today is a very special edition of Balloon Party. Uh, Doug, you won't believe what is in store for the 101 ESPN audience. Jackson, why don't you tell the people? Yeah, so from 10 to 11, uh, you will hear myself, you'll hear Matt Rocchio, Andrew Marsh, and then Grant Francis on the ones and twos, the producer oh, party. Love Grant. On 101 ESPN. Really? Love Grant. That's quite show. a little lineup. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little squad. And, I, uh, I, I honestly, when I was doing that deep tease, I thought the Plowhawk was in. Yeah, I was going to say, really Plowhawk got the, got the what ha- short I really did. I let when I when I left St. Louis, I thought it was a, a Plowhawk Thursday on Balloon Party, and I'm not saying I was going to tune in live, but I might have been podcasting later in the day. Uh, it's no Plowhawk. It's uh... strict rules here. I, I think it's a smart play. I would have really liked to ream Mo's ass today. Oh, but I think it might be best for that station that I wasn't in any way affiliated I think you would have become a god by 11 o'clock today. That's what I, <laughs> I could have gave some takes. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily become a guy. It's an indictment on on Plowhawk, but uh, you know, with this opportunity, you know, some of the guys on 101 ESPN, more so like Marshy and, and Rock, who do a lot of hard work, yep. you know, three hours, sometimes four hour shows for Marsh especially. Um, to get that opportunity from 10 to 11. And uh, Grant Francis, who's producing the show, was texting us last night. There's a whole show plan. I was like, ugh, what is this? Ew. Huh. I don't do anything. Yeah, that, Grant, that Grant's legit, isn't yeah. it? really good. Grant. Is there He's a really tuba good. segment he, for Rocky O to play a little concert? The final segment is just him doing a bass line. I like that oom-pa-pa. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous tuba and sousaphone player. Yeah. I think Rock's going to run point. I think. Oh, I think uh, we're gonna. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I, we were kind of talking about it last night, and I said, "Well, you'll be warmed up, so you know, bring the heat, and uh, we'll see how it goes." I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. Oh, it should. Why be. does he run the so, point? Uh, What's that? Does he what? run the? He doesn't run the point for the morning show. He does not. What's he warmed up for? Well, his voice. Well, you're warmed up. <laughs> you're doing three hours, and you're hosting this show. I think Iggy needs to go over there. Don't question the lineup <laughs> over there. I'm not questioning the lineup. It just he's warmed up. Well, so are you, and you're hosting the show when Tim's not here. Right, but, you know, 101 warmed up is different than TMA warmed up. I don't understand that, but... <laughs> Just let it go! <laughs> let him cook. Yeah, let me cook. Uh, I'd, I'd probably talk about Jamie Rivers' outfit at the lake this weekend is what I'd talk about. Oh, I there. saw that, too. There you go. Maybe oh, Iggy will uh, come in and talk about something. Uh, the uh, tom- So today it's producer party. Dan McLaughlin in while I am uh, vacationing uh, tomorrow. And uh, Plowhawk, uh, some point, I think, will become a golden god on the Airwaves 101. I'll be ready. ESPN. But today, Doug, will not be that day. I thought today was the day. I thought today yeah. was going to be a magical day. I really, I honestly, I woke up today, I go, I can't wait to podcast Balloon Party to hear the Plowhawk go into Plowhawk mode. Sicko mode. I would have, too, because like, like it's book. a one-day thing for myself, you know, and yeah. uh, it's not like I would have had to keep, the, you know, the fan base and the sponsors, so I could have went in there, just scorcher, mic drop, and then walked mm. out. And yeah, that it, might have been one of the causes for pause. <laughs> I think I think that I ju- as I was saying that, the I was like, okay, the game. that's why. Yeah. 
That's uh, all good. Uh, you can watch us on YouTube as well. Yeah, that's going to be a great thing. That'll be super fun for you, Jackson. Yeah, be awesome. uh, to, to, to have that uh, now. Uh, so uh, YouTube.com slash 101 ESPN. Is that the, the address? Yeah, yeah. And then each show has like an individual live stream. So there'll be a balloon party, a dedicated balloon oh, party. Oh, is that? Oh, wow. That will be good. Yeah. Wow. A lot of STL Today commenters warming up. And getting ready to comment on our YouTube page. That'll be wonderful when we uh, when we make our glorious return. I'll be back in St. Louis on uh, July 17th. I am down in Hilton Head. That's where the Michelob Ultra Studios are. The plan uh, was for me to do an hour today. Uh, Doug, maybe I'll stick around for part of the uh, the second hour. No. And uh, and then I'll then I'll hand off mainly because I want to hear about your hair transplant procedure. That's oh. that's my that's that's what my goal is here, uh, candidly. So uh, we'll uh, do that coming up here in the eight o'clock hour. Close out the Munganess St. Louis Acura Alton Toyota seven o'clock hour. You are listening to the Ryan Kelly morning after from the Michelob Ultra Studios.